Time to talk DIY with builder Stan Scott. Hey there, Stan. Kia ora, Jesse, or, or should I say konnichiwa? Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. Look, I don't want to bore everyone to death about Japan. Let's stick with the kia ora, though, because I saw um, your Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori ad this week. It's really cool, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I really. we actually shot that last year, um, and we went to this, the Treo school, and it was, it was amazing. And, and that was the, the school teacher's son. And I said, how about we get your son on, on, you know, on, um, on the shoot with us? And he goes, oh, no, he's, he's very shy. He, can't, he won't talk. And I just started yarning to him. Before you know it, he was the coolest little kid I'd ever met. He was great. <laughs> yeah, and the idea is you're, you're, you're swapping DIY tips for te reo tips. Um, yeah, 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 it was beautiful. Oh, nice one. Thank you. Well, I don't have anything to offer you today apart from my thanks, Stan, um, for all the help that you're giving our listeners every few weeks. Um, so okay. here's today's letters. I'm a mature-aged woman who would love to make my first DIY project, an outdoor wooden planter about 750 mil high and 1,000 mil long. What wood should I use? And I'll need to have a bottom on it. How do I do that? And is there a good YouTube video? I'd really love to make a really good job of it. P.S. I don't have many fancy tools either. Don't need any fancy tools, actually. Um, look, if it's a plant of food, I'd highly recommend using a macrocarpa. Um, now, there's, there's basically three different types of materials. So you can either use tantalised timber. If you're going to use tantalised, um, you're going to have to line the inside with a polythene if you're going to have edibles in there. Um, or you could use a macrocarpa that comes in a couple of different thicknesses. Uh, there's 50 mil thick or 100 mil thick. The 50 mil is pretty much all you need for something like like um, that she wants to do. Um, and um, I, the only thing about putting a bottom on it you probably have to do, you could do like a fence paling bottom, but you'd have to drill holes in it to allow water to escape. And then I'd also recommend having to put uh, a bit of polythene on the bottom so you're not getting any of that tantalising stuff coming out or, or a half a sheet of ply on the bottom. And all those sort of things, um, the length of your macrocarpa, generally in a 2.1 metre length, um, the boys or, or the lads or whoever they are in the, in the trade shops generally can cut those to length for you um, with, their, with their tools if you don't have much. And basically just a battery drill. If, um, most people have one of those around nowadays. And, and just use some, with the 50 mil thick timber, use like a 100 millimetre landscape screw. A 700 mil high um, planter box seems rather high, so mm. just make sure that is um, exactly you know what you want. Generally, I'd do two boards high, um, which is because of 200 mil thickness, uh, 200 mil wide, so that'll give you 400. Got it. Sometimes I'd put a, a wider cap on it to make it a little bit nicer to sit on. Um, and then if it's got a base on it, generally I put casters on it so you can move it around. But just, just before we go, there's, there's also one other type of material, which is a, um, it's a, it's a treated pine, but it's an organically treated pine. You oh, yeah. find that in a lot of the Mighty 10 stores as well. So have a look at those. Super simple. Um, I do a video on it, so just check out how to build a planter box um, on uh, Mighty 10 on, on YouTube. You, you'll, you'll suss it out. I suppose there'd be kit sets too, Stan, would there? There are, mate. Yeah, yeah there's, there, there are a few very basic ones in, in a lot of the stores okay. as well. Thank you. Um, Alison says her 
aluminium window no longer closes easily and rainwater oozes in at the top. She says the hinges appear to be fine, but maybe the window is out of square or something. She says she remembers someone using a hammer to straighten the window like this, but it was ages ago and she can't recall what he did. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go taking a hammer to it. Look, um, there is, depending on which part of the country, there's a huge amount of um, aluminium window joinery repair guys that come around, they maintain all your windows, they check all the rubber seals. You know, sometimes you see on aluminium joinery that in the corners, the, the rubber sort of comes out from the corners. Yeah. So they can replace all those. They can put new handles on that are a bit floppy or hinges that might be a bit sagacious or whatever and then just get it all running and cleaning out your tracks on your you know, like your ranch slider, if your ranch slider, I think we've all had those ones when you go pull it across, you can feel it sort of bouncing on the yeah. flat spot. And so they could do all of those sort of things on, on your on your aluminium joinery. I'd highly recommend to get someone come around. It wouldn't cost much, and and um, and it's not going to take too long. Okay, thank you. Um, Jesse, could you please ask your DIY expert, Stan, about my windows? They have vertical, streaky, crusty stuff on them. This is how they were when I bought the house, and I've tried everything to get it off from window cleaner to turps, meths, and vinegar. I suspect it was a house wash product that was sprayed on the house but didn't wash it off the windows. Um, the products I've used while scraping them with a razor scraper have helped a bit, but there's still marks where the streaks were. They completely cover the windows. It's not just one or two streaks, and it would be great if you had some suggestions, says Annie. Gosh, well, that really does depend on what the product does, you know. I mean, it, it... It could have been a film on, you know, like a window film, maybe that someone's pulled off and that's the rigid residue that's left oh, yeah. behind. Um, so, it, yeah, unfortunately, that's a really hard one to answer without actually knowing what is the product, whether it be an oily or a stick, sticky product, which, which would come down to the type of treatment that you would put on to fixing it. Um, yeah, so I probably couldn't really help too much on that one, unfortunately. No worries. How about this one? Someone's got a lichen-covered corrugated metal roof. Any ideas for cleaning that? Yep, you could definitely put some sort of different sorts of um, moss-removing sprays on there. Um, and then just, um, I generally, when I'm doing that, I, I detach my downpipe. So when, when, you, when it does rain or if you're going to water blast it off, once it's sort of released itself, none of that gunk's going down your, your guttering. But there's a huge amount of different types of moss and mulch sort of type of removal products for, for roofs like that you can spray on. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be connected to tank water either, I suppose. No, definitely not. Even even your stormwater. I like if you are on town supply, you know, it, it, it's. I highly recommend just detaching, or even you know, like um, and on a, even on whether on town supply or tank, putting in one of those little Marley um, tank diverters, which is yeah. those like a, you just chop out like a three hundred mil section out of the out of your downpipe at sort of head height. And then you just slip this unit in, so when you are washing out your gutters, it just flops down and it sort of shoots out on the ground in front of you, as opposed to going down into the stormwater or into your tanks. And then once it, once it's all cleaned out, you sort of just flip it back up and it allows the water to travel straight back down. Clever, Jesse. Further to your question, could you please ask Stan? Uh, oh no, we've already done that one. Camilla says she has some old-fashioned brown aluminium joinery and she'd like to paint it. How should yep. she do it? Give it a light sand with um, like a Scotch Bright. No, nothing 
aggressive, no aggressive sandpaper whatsoever. If you're going to use sandpaper, it would have to be really, really fine. So possibly I'd start with the higher the number, the higher the grit. So it's it's basically um, like a thousand grit sandpaper means there's a thousand grits per inch. Um, per square inch and say like a 40 grit is 40 grits per square inch. So obviously the least amount of number, the more aggressive. So I would start with like a very high grit. You can buy them in like a 300 mil sheet um, and I would start with probably like something like either a 800 or a 600 um, and you don't need to take off too much. Um, there are some there are some companies out there that can do this for you that will will mask it all up, send it back and spray it professionally. I've done it myself, um, and I'm a little bit impatient actually when it comes to masking up, and it, and it looked absolutely terrible. So I end up buying new joinery for the sleep out, but okay. that's, that's another story. But yeah, give it a light sand, and then um, choose your t- type of paint and um, paint it on a, on a low overcast day. So the, oh, sorry, low Sunday, overcast sort of the style of day, and don't put too much paint on what is, whichever you use, and do light, um, light build up, so you're not painting too much on, so it's not going to streak. Really appreciate it, Stan. Got our oh, money's good, worth mate. out of you today. Yeah, Ten to you. Thank you. Ten to you, Ehor. Okay, Cheers. it's uh, Stan Scott.